Hello guys and welcome back to the Living Testimony podcast. This is episode 6 and the second episode of the mini series called Men in Christ where we just talk about taboo topics and issues that affect Christians but from a male perspective. And today I'm joined by a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Shay Fumi Adenuba, but most people call me Shay, so Shay for short. And you're, you're at university right now? Yeah, I'm at um, Liverpool John Moore's final year now, studying electrical and electronic engineering. Okay, that's great. You see, the reason why I called Shay on for this episode is because he did something that many men at the age of 18 wouldn't do when they first joined university. Because as we know, after A-levels and your first time away from home properly, you have all that freedom university is all about the party culture the alcohol the girls and whatnot but she did something different that honestly i'd never seen before but i'll allow him explain what it was that he did a decision he made so she take the floor so i came into uni foundation year and um, i went to freshers and i ended up joining the choir so what happened was, you know, you go to Freshers' Fair, there are different stalls and everything. And the girls at the choir were just friendly. And I, just, I was just naturally walking through stalls and just getting free things. And I went there and everything. And they were like, you want to try the choir? I was like, uh, well, I can't really sing, you know, and everything. So they were like, you know, just come, you know, you enjoy and everything. So I eventually joined. And I remember the first session, I walked in. I was there, I was coming back from football, from church, you know, I walked in, I was quite late. As soon as I opened the door, literally everyone looked back and I was like, oh, right, you know, because they were singing before, you know, and everyone just looked back and everything. And I realized, oh, right, I'm the only guy in there. So I was like, what have I got myself into? Let me stop you there and ask you one question. What made you take that leap of faith and join the choir? I know initially you told them you can't sing, but what made you decide, you know what, I'm going to give this a try? I mean, the first appeal, to be fair, if I'm being honest, was the uh, dominoes because they were like, it's free for the first session. That was that was definitely an appeal. And obviously, I spoke to my mom about it as well. And she was like, oh, I've always been telling you you can sing, doing it for God and everything. I was like, well, you're only telling me this because I'm your son. She always said she encouraged me and I just decided that there's nothing to lose at the end of the day. So I just decided to go for it and just try it. And so then you said when you opened the door and all the eyes were on you, all female eyes there was no man them there what did you think at that point I know you said what have you got yourself into but did you have any regrets or no I mean it, it just felt overwhelming literally all them eyes on you and everything because I was like well if I'm the only guy they're gonna need to hear my voice a bit more because obviously you need like variance in the choir the tenor and the different parts that sing and everything so that was kind of what was going through my mind and so what made you stay because it's very easy to get to a place and you realize you're the only guy and be like, oh, nah, this isn't for me or I don't feel comfortable. So what made you stay? What was your mindset going into it when you realized after week one, week two, week three, there's no other guy there? So, I mean, I remember my first session, you know, I walked in and we had like mini breaks whilst we were singing and right at the end as well. And they just made me feel comfortable. That's what it was. Because I was, I was just, you know, that first session, I was like, I'm just going to be in my own corner and just kind of just get through this session and I wouldn't come back again. And literally they all just, they were just warm and welcoming, you know, and just kind of made me feel part of the family. And they brought out 
their shyness out of me. So you know, I was able to interact with them and they got to see who I really was and they realized, oh, you know, it wasn't this shy guy down the line as well it's just they're doing things they just want they want to include you as well now we've sort of spoken about the background how you joined choir and you were the only guy this leads to a question that i was asked on instagram which is where are the christian men in our generation because i don't think this is just an isolated example yours of where in the church or when it comes to god the women in our generation greatly outnumber our men I think if you even look at churches and whatnot, you do find that women take the lead and you do, it's very rare to find men doing so. For example, you go to church, it's very rare to find men in the choirs and there's a stereotype of men being in the choir. They may call you choir boy or whatever. So where are the Christian men? Why do you feel that men hesitate to get involved in these sort of things? I mean, I can use my example personally. So obviously I joined the choir and I remember we got, we all got hoodies and everything. So I remember, you know, the earlier parts, I would only wear my hoodie to choir. Eventually, I just kind of thought, you know, doesn't matter what they think, you know, I'm not doing it for them. Obviously, I came to choir, you know, I met people, you know, but ultimately we sing to bring glory to God's name. So I just feel like in general as well, guys just think as a guy, because one thing is to be a Christian, you have to have, you know, we talk about the fruits of the spirit. One thing is patience as well, because the Bible does kind of say that you should kind of depend on him. You know, when you're weak, he'll give you strength. And naturally and stereotypically as guys, you know, you don't want to be portrayed as someone who's weak or scared. So the, the Christian principles kind of goes against the natural stereotypic principle for guys. That's a very good point you brought up because it leads to a question which I was asked, which is how do you deal with the godly manhood that is taught in the Bible where we're taught as men, we cannot do it by our own power or might and to depend on God. How do you balance that with or how do you use that to fight against the toxic masculinity of the world, which our culture encourages us to do where it's like, you're that alpha male. I don't need anybody. I don't do things that, such as, for example, singing in the choir that may be deemed as feminine. So how, in your experience, how did you make sure that you kept your mind focused on God and not what people thought? I made sure I made sure that you were building your godly manhood and not feeding into toxic masculinity. I mean, one thing I did was because obviously I told you for some time, you know, like wearing my choir hoodie outside of choir. I was like, you know, what are these guys gonna think and everything. Eventually, I just was like, I'm not doing it for them. At the end of the day, I'm doing it for God, you know. And then you just have to kind of days about. So it's either you're for the world or you're in God. The godly standard and the worldly standard are polar opposite so you just have to choose to work to work in god and just to just follow his principles and just kind of yeah just kind of yeah do it that's a very good point the worldly standards and godly standards because at the end of the day only one will matter when our time is up on this earth only one will matter and when god asks what did you do for my kingdom and you had the opportunity to sing in the choir if you had allowed your arrogance and your ego to get the better of you, or if you seek the approval of other guys, which is what so many men are now, especially Christian men, are guilty of seeking the approval of others and even non-believers, you would have not stepped out of your comfort zone and done something which is a direct worship to God. And then when he, when he would ask you, what did you do? You look back and be like, I had an opportunity to literally give my time because you used to have choir how many times a week? And um, we had like rehearsals 
once a week and then we would have like ministrations at least during that week so pretty much involved in choir twice a week exactly so when god would have asked what did you do for my kingdom and you look back and you think for a whole year i had an opportunity to worship god directly and praise him three times a week and i turned it down due to my arrogance and my ego it would be a great shame it would be a great shame and so i think that's very important what you said measuring up the worldly standards with the godly standards and knowing you can't compare the two you can't be like like we said in the last episode with toy and alvin you can't be in the middle eventually you have to pick one or the other and you made the right choice you're either for god or you're against him there's no in the middle there's no gray area so definitely you made the right choice but i just want to ask you a question now because i wanted to say one more thing before you went to the question i was going to say because you know remember god told adam to you know replenish the earth and one way in which we can do that is we're not supposed to subdue one another we're supposed to replenish the earth you know in the sense that you know god has given each of us talents and everything i'm not the greatest singer at the end of the day but you never know you know you might sing and bring a life to Christ at the end of it and everything. So you have to factor that into consideration because we had like people as well who weren't necessarily Christians that joined the gospel choir because it was called the gospel choir. And we told them that they're not going to force you to pray, but you just hope that whilst we're singing in administration and, you know, through interaction, you know, Christ would, you know, reveal himself to you and, you know, you eventually give your life. Because what I think what they saw was that they just saw the unity, the love, the bond kind of amongst everyone. It was kind of like family oriented. So we had people that weren't necessarily Christians as well. So, you know, the hope was eventually down the line, God will, you know, reveal themselves to reveal himself to them at, at the end of the day. And I think that shows the importance of, sowing a seed and as i always tell people when when you sow a seed there's no expiry date on when you reap that harvest so you singing and especially when you sing to non-believers or people call you to do ministrations they may not even be the strongest of christians or they may not be christians at all but still sowing a seed into their into their lives and their hearts they may remember that ministration for years to come and as you said you have people in your choir who weren't necessarily Christians or maybe lukewarm Christians, but just enjoyed singing. Eventually you're saying they see the more they sing, the more they see the love of Christ amongst you guys. Yeah. They would feel, I want to be a part of this, or I want to know this God who loves these people so much that they radiate his love to me, even though I'm not a believer. So I think definitely you have to see it from that perspective that every time you guys open your mouth, and sing or every time you guys would come together because as the bible says where two or three are gathered he's there so just being in his presence is a seed and it's inviting someone who has never experienced that is a seed in itself that can never go in vain because there's a peace that presence brings so i just wanted to ask you because i know from experience and obviously knowing you that yes you were the only guy but that friendship group around there was predominantly women and young women and so you're a guy coming to uni for the first time. I think we'd be lying if you said that one eye whilst at uni was not on the woman at uni. I mean, we all know as guys, as much as we say we're coming to read our book or whatever, we have an eye on the woman on campus, nights out, whatever. Yeah. So you built very close relationships with these women where, again, thinking as a guy, you could easily go to choir and think to yourself, Ra, the ratio is heavily in my favor here. Yeah, yeah, you know? naturally. 
and it's um and it's I don't know twenty to one, as in yeah. maybe there's twenty girls to you, just the one, and you think I could find myself a wifey or whatever here, but you didn't do you you haven't done that, you didn't do that. So how did you remain platonic with these people? How did you ensure that you had a deep and affectionate relationship with everyone, all those young women, but it was never inappropriate it never got physical sexual etc i think one thing there was was i was never in a situation where it was just one me and one person we're always in groups like even it was like a you know a lot of girls you know and but then obviously there were people i was closer to you know yeah. being towards more i wasn't with everyone i wasn't with just one of them if you get what i mean so i never really put myself in that situation where it was just and someone else you know forget what i mean so you purposely avoided tempting situations yeah i mean initially yeah but down the line obviously it wasn't a problem because it just felt natural my mind wasn't even going in that direction you know and i just felt like obviously when you think about it in terms of obviously you're here to obviously the thing you, you come to you need to make friends as well but then you're singing to serve god you know so god was kind of like the ultimate the choir and singing was like the main goal and focus, if you get what I mean. Once that was in play and, you know, once you know that, then you kind of, it's, it's not that difficult. It becomes less difficult. Let me not say it's not that difficult. It just becomes less difficult. And once you just have boundaries in place as well, there are certain things you wouldn't say, certain things you, because you don't want any awkward situation. You just kind of try and avoid it. Yeah, like you said, you don't want any awkward situations, especially not in God's presence. But the reason why I ask that question is because there are some guys that would have seen that as an opportunity that I'm going to I'm going to make the most of this or I'll keep coming because the women there are attractive or the ratio is in my favor. So let me come and I'll find my wifey. And when I realized this was a couple of years ago, when after some nights out, my mom would ask me, so when you go out, do you ever meet a woman that ticks your boxes or do you ever meet anyone that you like or mingle with or see as a, a potential you see a potential future with and I told her that no I can't do that I don't do that with girls that I meet on a night out and then she told me the same mindset that people go out to the club with some people go to church with that same mindset that I'm dressing up going out to this public place to look for a potential man or woman so you can't you don't underestimate people you can't think that there aren't people who go to church for those reasons. You know, we hear all these stories about how people in the choir become pregnant from another choir member for a pastor. So these things do happen. So to have the strength and wisdom, and I think it's humility as well to know that I'm here solely for God, not for myself, not to please my flesh, but to please my father in heaven is a really important thing. So I do praise you for being able to be platonic and not even allow yourself to be tempted because it would just ruin the whole purpose of why you're there which is just to serve God and worship God because well and truly when we go to heaven the bible says that's what that's all we'll be doing we'll be there joining the angels just singing before God so I'll just say you've just gone a head start over everyone but finally let me ask you why do you think it is that young Christian men are so reluctant to openly talk about God and their relationship with God mm, that's a good question um I'll say I'll say that um 
you know, as, you know, as we mentioned earlier on, it might not seem fashionable amongst the boys or the guys to talk about God. You know, when you're talking about, when you're talking amongst your guys, you know, you're talking about girls, you're talking about money, you're talking about the worldly things. Naturally, you guys, you normally talk about, oh, God, you walk with God, you know, this happened when you were praying, you know, you got this, God laid this on yeah. your heart and everything. And I just feel as it's just not typical. It's not like a typical guy wouldn't, just because it's, it's kind of like, you be deemed as too spiritual, you know, if you're talking about your faith with God and everything. I think what you said about being too spiritual is very true because as with me at times when I am using my Instagram to do what I do and just talk about God, even though it's not, I'm not talking about it for the fun of it. I'm talking about it from personal experience, but at the back of my mind, I do think sometimes it creeps into your mind. Oh, am I posting too much? What would these people think? But then at the end of the day, I just think to myself, I really don't care what they think because I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for God. So I think that is a very good point that you made that you can't seek the approval of both men and God. And I don't think you can ever be too spiritual. And it reminds me of when I was um, in CIS in Lagos, people used to call me. This was even before I started taking my walk with God, seriously. And people used to call me pastor and I used to just not like that nickname because I felt like it was limiting. I felt it, it meant that I was a goody two-shoe and I just didn't like that nickname. Now, if you call me a man of God or pastor, I'll tell you, yeah, you're damn right I am. So now I own that label because I know the power it has and I know it brings glory to God. So I think at the end of the day, for young Christian men, you have to think of what really matters because these people you're trying to please or these people you're trying to flex for and do hard guy for eventually they can't give you what god can give you and you cannot seek the approval of men before god if you do that you're on a long windy slope to your downfall so you have to just think what matters and you're sowing a seed you're, you really are saying every if you think about it everyone has what at least a couple hundred followers on instagram there's going to be at least one person who looks at your post and actually thinks, yeah, I needed this. The only thing is people don't necessarily have the humility to tell you, thank you for posting this. It helped, but it does make a difference. Yeah. Trust me, it does make a difference to people's lives. So for any young Christian man out there who feels, I don't want to be labeled too spiritual because they think it will scare my friends away or scare the woman away, you just have to get your priorities straight and know that God will reward you exceedingly and abundantly for spreading his gospel and just being honest and transparent because you never know who needs help from you. You never know who needs to hear that word. That word could speak into someone's situation and you could be the vessel of transformation, inspiration they needed, but you're holding back. You're, you're potentially holding back someone else's blessing. Henceforth, you're potentially holding back your own blessing by doing that because of your fear of what people will think. At the end of the day, that really doesn't make sense. And as I said, when it's all said and done and you meet God and he asks, what did you do? You will look back and you will regret those moments of I was too involved in the world to take up my purpose for the kingdom, which is just to praise God, spread his gospel and win souls for the kingdom. So I don't know if you have anything else to add, She. Um, I was going to say as well, you know, the scripture that says, um, trust in him with all your heart, you know, and lean not on your understanding, know your ways. If you acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. You know, I guess, you know, one thing as well, we should probably think about is 
forget about what the world thinks it's clearly said if you trust in him every other thing will follow afterwards you know so if you think about it from that point of view you know it doesn't matter what um people think at the end of the day you know when you're giving your testimony people would you know be like oh right you know that actually happened you know, and they'll be more inclined to to know this god that you have been you know talking about you know but when you just don't you just keep it to yourself or when you get amongst your groups of groups of friends and you don't really you know if you, you, you don't talk about it, you're not really you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing as a christian and as a child of god as well because you're supposed to go into the world and it doesn't necessarily mean going to everybody and saying and um, give your life to christ but it just means through your character through everything you do your daily lifestyle should portray jesus and you know when people see you they see jesus and i think finally just to end what you said there to summarize a lot of people believe that ministry is simply standing up on the stage with a microphone and preaching but as somebody once asked me they dm'd me and asked me oh have you ever considered going into ministry i said no i haven't and they said why not i said because the way i live my life is supposed to be my ministry the way i live my life and the way you should live your life is meant to bring glory to god people should see you and be like there's something about him even unbelievers will know there's something about him that's just different and that should be the fact that you have god in your life or the Christians should see and be like, he's Christ-minded. He has the love of God. That's how I want to be like. Because you could easily go up on the stage and preach one thing and live a completely different life. So it's very important that the way you live your life brings glory to God. And it reminds me of the Bible verse. It skipped my mind now what the actual verse is. But it says, whether you eat or drink, do everything for the glory of God. And so as I think our generation, we need more young men to step up and be bold and be happy to live their lives for the glory of God and not for the glory of men or for the approval of men. Because we are the chosen generation. We are the future leaders. We are the future fathers and leaders of families. People will look up to us. We are the future CEOs, presidents, governors, etc. And I'm not saying that women cannot be that. Of course, in Jesus' name, we'll have many more women in those positions, God-fearing women. But we need more God-fearing men. So, and for more God-fearing men, you have less toxic relationships, you have less abusive relationships, you have happier homes, you pass that seed, that God-fearing seed down from generation to generation, and that helps us to establish God's kingdom here on earth. So if you have anything else to say, Shay, you feel free. Um, and just, just to conclude on the choir thing, I mean, and the hoodie, I mean, I got to a point, I remember like even last year, second year, towards the end of last semester, before the um covid hit and everything you know i got to a point where i was wearing my hoodie and you know people within my um, my uni mates and everything they were like oh you're in the gospel choir can you sing and everything and they were like oh gospel are you religious and then i was like oh yeah from that you know we had little conversations and you know mm. some of them would say laughing you know and it got to a point where i couldn't really care if they were laughing if you get what i mean you know? so i just got to that point where i was confident to i'm part of the gospel choir yes i believe in christ yeah you wore it with pride and you see the people that are laughing, they can laugh, but later on, they could easily come back to you and be like, Shay, remember how you said you were religious or you're in the gospel choir? Uh, can I, can you pray for me or tell me more about it? They can laugh about it, but that image of that gospel choir and your hoodie will stay in their heads. You owned it. And as I said, they can laugh now, but I'm sure there will be eventually a time in their life where they will remember that or they may need you that's just how god works yeah. and i told the story in a previous episode where the one perspective is everything how 
somebody who we hated each other in school. And after leaving school, I thought, I'll never see you again, never speak to you again. I don't even want to look at you. We ended up building a friendship and glory be to God. He gave his life to Christ after speaking to me and I led him through it. So you never know when someone will need you. And that's why humility is everything because you never know when you may need someone or they may need you. So I just say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep flying the flag high for Christ and his kingdom. Keep ignoring those who laugh and ridicule the fact that you're glorifying God with your life because God who sees what is done in secret will surely reward you. And I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate it. Nah, thanks for having me. And a massive thank you to all those who have listened and tuned in. I hope you've gotten something from this, especially if you are a young man like us. Just remember that you can have no regrets by bringing glory to God's kingdom. You can have no regrets for flying his flag high and speaking about his love, his grace, and trying to be a blessing to others. Because as you bless others, God will bless you exceedingly and abundantly. So once again, thanks to all of you for just tuning in and listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and as always, take care and God bless.